Welcome to the Mastering Mindfulness Institute, a place to stop diet sabotage and create a life of balance. I'm your host, Gina Werfel, registered dietitian and master of human nutrition. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. It's officially 2022. Yay! I know I've been MIA for a while, and this last year has been such a crazy roller coaster. I have been really thinking about how can I best serve my Mastering Mindfulness clients and my students, and they're learning so much, and they've been asking for advanced courses and trainings and how to master that relationship with their body and their food. And I've been creating so many courses and just let this slip to the wayside. And I really got inspired this year to really jump back into it because uh, what actually really inspired me is I was at home and I had some ice cream in my fridge. And I ate some of the ice cream, not my fridge, my freezer. And I ate some of the ice cream and, you know, had a little bit of it and put it away and then walked away and was done with it. And then it literally hit me like a train. And I was like, oh my gosh, like it is a little win like that, that I just had this internal celebration of like, wow, you don't realize how far you've come when you've been doing the work for years and putting in the dedication and learning the lessons. And then all these tiny moments that you think are so insignificant actually add up to something huge. And so for me, the ice cream was such a big representation of such a win for me because years ago, there's no way I would have kept ice cream in my house because I'd be like, oh, if I buy a pint of ice cream, I'll just eat the whole thing and then that'll be my dinner and that's it, you know, no control. So it's either I restrict and restrict and restrict and leave it out of my house or else I'm overeating it. And man, that lack of trust with my food actually really made me feel like I was missing out on so much in life. Like I couldn't even have the opportunity to really just enjoy life's pleasures like ice cream. I had to eat foods that didn't like trigger these crazy cravings. And even that didn't even really work. Even though I kept like ice cream out of the house, there were still times that I ate food that I didn't even like that much, but didn't understand my food cravings and was still uncontrollably eating food and not really following what I wanted to, not knowing how to listen to my body, not knowing how to honor it. And so this one little moment was like, oh my gosh, I keep ice cream in the house. What a win. And um, so if you are on that journey where you're like, yeah, well, great for you. I don't keep ice cream in my house. I totally understand. And it can take, it's taken me years and years and years of choosing to take this path and choosing to say, I'm not going to try and make shortcuts and loop around where I'm struggling by avoiding something that is my trigger. I'm actually going to get really intimate with it. And and sometimes I actually left it out of my house as I was learning how to connect with my body. But I had the goal of that I didn't want anything to control me. And I knew if I could just understand my body better and just practice and practice and practice, I could actually get back really in control of my food. I just knew that it wasn't going to be my destiny for the rest of my life to not feel like I could trust my food and trust my body. And so I'm not perfect all the time. Definitely not. 
But it's amazing how I've been able to reflect back on all the moments that I felt were so insignificant. And I was like, well, what difference is it going to make if I mindfully eat this one time and I honor my body and I honor my cravings and I listen and I challenge myself, what is this one moment going to do? But over the course of one year, two years, three years, I feel more trusting with my food and my body than I ever have in my life. And when I reflect back, it was worth every moment, every hard day of choosing to go into the struggle in my body and the discomfort of learning about my cravings and why am I getting them and why don't I some days feel control over my food and instead of just hopping from diet to diet. So if you're on that dieting roller coaster, I feel you because that was, oh my gosh, that was like my entire life. And I, so I mean, not my entire life, but as far back as I can remember being like in high school, and getting really excited. Like new diets are very novel and exciting. If you've ever, you know, gotten ready for that like big fast or cleanse or detox or program, there's like a high that comes with it that can be kind of an addiction. It's fun and it's exciting. And I was on that for sure. I would get so excited, but it was like so intense. It was literally like I was on that exciting roller coaster hanging on. And every day I would have to like motivate myself, get myself excited and amped up. And it was so much energy going into trying to stay committed to it. And that's just very hard to sustain. It's hard to sustain that excitement. And then as soon as I was having a rough day or a rough time, I was off of it. Or a party would come up and I would end up being like, oh, well, I gave in once. Now I'm just going to forget it and I'll start over in a few days. And that's a very intense, energetically draining a way to live your life and think about food. I mean, I was thinking about food all of the time. Um, so if you're on that roller coaster, I know how exhausting it is. And it's why I'm so inspired to come back on here and really share my experiences because I, I really do understand how hard it can be. And all of these small lessons and practices and ways I've dedicated this to not making this a 20 days to mindfulness challenge for myself, but actually making this my life, my life that I want to be dedicated to the relationship with my body. And I realize that, you know, this isn't the quick, fast, sexy way of like losing 10 pounds in 10 days, but I, there's nothing more amazing than feeling like you have a relationship with your body and empowered in your body and actually having trust. I mean, there's nothing that feels better than actually feeling like you are tapped into your power instead of a diet taking away your power, that you're not strong enough, that you can't do it, that you need restriction and rules and you're a child. Like to actually feel like you are the one in your power, connecting to your power, there's nothing better. And that's what I teach all of my students now in Mastering Mindfulness and Conquering Cravings and even my health courses. I want people to understand their body and learn how to make it your guide and tr create trust because rules and treating you like you can't trust your body is so disempowering. So I want you to be open to the idea that like this journey might take time and that's okay. Like this could be a relationship for the rest of your life, but it's the longest relationship you'll ever have. So take the time to really invest in it. Make it a priority. If you're the person who's saying, I just don't have enough time, we all have the same amount of time. 
It's that other things are a bigger priority than the relationship with yourself. And it's really important to think about um, your health is your relationship between you and your body, not how much you can willpower your way through a diet. And as my new students come in, when they come into Mastering Mindfulness, they all go through this initial phase where they're like, can I really do this? I have been fighting my food and my body my entire life. Is it possible? Can I really do this? And I remember laying in bed feeling the same thing and feeling really frustrated and anxious and full of a lot of shame and guilt because I had two nutrition degrees. I have my undergrad in dietetics and my master's in human nutrition. And so I remember laying in bed at night thinking, just laying in my bed, looking at the ceiling, just so anxious. I couldn't sleep at night and thinking like, if I have all of this nutrition knowledge and I can't feel like I'm in control over my health and my body, how how can I – teach anyone to be able to do it because sure I could willpower my way through it but health was an intense roller coaster I was either strictly doing it or off of it or preparing for it or thinking about it or planning for it and just the amount of anxiety was so much and I remember just thinking like if I can't do it who can and so I realized that more nutrition knowledge does not always make you more successful. Sometimes it can be helpful to use nutrition as a tool, but if you are being driven to eat and you don't trust your food or your body, you actually can't outsmart yourself or make yourself fear food enough to really not eat it. And if you do, it's a very stressful way to live with food. It becomes a lot of fear. And So I became so inspired to show people that you can do things differently. And the amount of stress that I had in my life over food was, oh my gosh, the amount of energy. I think if I could have taken that energy and dumped it into something else creative or inspired, like what I could have done with all that space and energy instead of calorie counting and planning and stressing and really being scared around it and uh, having to Uh, motivate myself every single day. So the way that I've moved from things is I used to go from a lot of planning, a lot of calorie counting, uh, following different diets and styles of eating. And sometimes our bodies do respond to food differently. I won't say that there's a one size everyone needs to eat the same. Sometimes it can be helpful to explore how your body responds to food. But if you notice that you're struggling to be in control of it and you need a piece of paper with rules on it, It's just a sign that there isn't enough empowerment in your body and there's still some learning that you could be doing. And so I decided that I did not want to be counting calories forever. I did not want to be controlled by a diet. I didn't want to leave foods out of my house because I didn't trust myself anymore. It just – so it's so worth it to invest in the relationship. So over the years, I really practiced giving myself a lot of gentle ease and grace as I was learning. And sometimes that came with being triggered by cravings, but those were opportunities for me to practice and learn. Every time a food craving came up because I was stressed or I was emotional or I was anxious about work or I I didn't eat in a way that really served my body and it triggered a food craving. It was really an opportunity to learn about myself deeper. So I actually have a lot of gratitude in 
all of the years that I struggled because I did get to that victimy place of like, why me? Why am I struggling with this? Why can't I just have more willpower? Why can't I do it? And it's very easy when you're struggling to get in that victim place of like, I can't do this. Why me? And when I ask myself, why me? Gosh, every challenge and suffering and pain and craving taught me something I didn't know about myself. It taught me where I was hurting. It taught me where I had stress. It taught me where there was discomfort that I couldn't deal with boredom or anxiety or pain. And it taught me so much so that I could keep creating the life that would actually serve me. But without that symptom that I needed to feel pleasure with food or I needed a a distraction or maybe my diet was too restrictive and it was creating this, you know, unhealthy relationship, I would have never really understood myself and my body. And so I've just learned so much. So now, you know, it's been a very interesting journey for me the past, you know, maybe five years, I really, really made this very intentional that I was going to understand myself. And it's been years of practicing mindful eating and practicing to listen to my food cravings and journal about them, to go into some emotional discomforts instead of avoiding them, to learn how to meditate and be with my body and be with the cravings. And what that's allowed me to do is really get so sensitive to my hunger, my body's signals and communication. And I've realized that these things like these food cravings aren't actually that bad. They're just messengers. They're telling us what we actually need. And so this might be a whole new concept for some people out there who are like, I've hated and shamed my food cravings my whole life. So in another episode, we'll dive into what are food cravings and how do you learn from them. Um, But this is just to give you that idea that you can invest in the relationship with your body to learn about its communication and you can create trust. And so no matter where you're at, I have helped people with food addiction, with, um, you know, chronic dieting, the greatest struggles with their relationship to food. And they've grown so much and they have so much more trust in listening and compassion with their bodies and they feel in control over their choices. And so I really want to give you a glimmer of hope that you can do this too. And I'm going to share some of my students' experiences so you can hear the real life stories of what this journey looks like. And it's the relationship is there waiting for you if you so choose to take it on. And that's the thing. You can stay in a place if I don't understand myself, in a victim place if you are there. I know it is so hard. And you can take one small step to say, I'm going to move closer to the relationship to my body. And so this has been the only thing that's ever actually worked for me. Strict diets never worked. It never worked for me. It didn't work for any of my clients. Um, And, you know, they were only using diets and facts. And a mental knowing of nutrition is only gets you so far, but it didn't create success when they did have food cravings, when they were really struggling. And this is what actually allows you to tap into your power. So I really moved away from meal plans and calorie counting because that's a very mind way of eating, but our bodies are the ones that sends the communication. So I've really invested the time and the dedication 
to learning how to communicate with my body. Now, that's everything that I love to teach. I love to teach people how to create trust and communicate with their body. It's a skill you can have for the rest of your life. So don't worry if you're hung up on like, what if this is a thing that I do and I fail? I want you to shift your mindset around the idea of, you know, quote unquote failure, because it's all just communication from your body. If you overeat, cool, lean in. What was your body telling you? What were you suffering from? What did you need to seek pleasure from that you really just could not be in the experience? So they're all just signals. They're all communication. We're going to dive into it a whole lot more on this podcast. I'm really inspired and excited to uh, share new things that I've learned this last year, some new skills, new strategies, things that my students are learning, having them share their real life experiences. So, so back, so glad to have you back. Uh, Let's keep it going and I will see you in the next episode.